My name is Carol. <laughs> I'm a compulsive eater and I'm a compulsive person, which I always say, but which is really important because I never realized how compulsive and anxious and with the anxiousness underneath until I came to program. So briefly, I came back to OA um, about five and a half, almost six years ago, I guess about five and a half years ago. And I say back because I had come 30 years before. Young people pay attention <laughs> because it's not good to go away for a long time. It really isn't. But, you know, I came, I looked around. I didn't want to go to meetings. I didn't want to talk about my food. How could that possibly help me? Blah, 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 blah. So I went away and I did a lot of stuff. I did therapy. I did hypnotherapy. I did, you know, whatever you could do within legal means, except I never did have surgery, even though I considered it. And, um, you know, five and a half years ago, I just sat down in my bedroom and I said, you know, I don't care why this is happening. It has got to stop. It, I was desperate. It has just got to stop. This constant eating, this constant eating, thinking about food and whatever. So, uh, you know, by some miracle, a few days later, I found myself in actually this meeting, but we were still doing face-to-face. -face. Um, and, and, and I came in and I decided that I was going to do whatever I was told to do. I wasn't going to question anything. You know, I wasn't going to turn my brain off, but I wasn't going to go, well, if I want to do that, and I don't like that. I wasn't going to do that. I was going to do it. They said, do this. I was going to do that. So I came in and with a few months, I had a sponsor. I was doing the steps. Um, I made phone calls, which I hate. And I hate to this day to make phone. I just feel frightened every time I have to make a phone call. I did 30 calls in 34 days because I almost didn't make finish it. But I knew that I would really be mad at myself if I didn't finish it. So it took me 34 days. I went to a lot of meetings. I still go to at least three meetings a, um, a week regularly. I regularly go to three meetings a week. Um, and I did, this, as I said, I did the steps. And um, it was very revealing. And I lost weight, you know. And I've always talked about it as being a miracle. I don't know why I lost weight. I don't know how I lost weight, but somehow I lost about 45 pounds. I had stopped weighing myself because I had gotten to a certain weight and I said, I'm never going above this weight. And of course I went above that weight. And I didn't really know by how much because I stopped weighing myself because you know ignorance is bliss. So um, about 45 pounds, I'm five foot five. I'm still overweight. And um, I'm not morbidly overweight, as my niece pointed out to me. Um, but, you know, I could lose another 15 pounds easy. And I don't know if I'll ever lose that weight. I really, I, I don't know, because I'm never going on a diet ever again. So what I wanted to talk about tonight was, and, you know, then I'll talk about myself in view of this, is the promises. Now, we do not read the promises at this meeting, at the Freethinkers meetings, because it has the word God in it. 
So we don't read that. But I do, you know, and I actually go to regular meetings too. But this is my home meeting. I love free thinkers. Um, actually, when I came in, I said, oh, the free thinkers, they must be the hippies in OA or something. And I'm an old, recon unreconstructed hippie. So um, I'm just going to read pieces of this and talk about it as I go through. So one of the thing about the promises, the promises are in Alcoholics Anonymous. Now, some people that are here um, have really read it because they've been in OA a while and they went to meetings or their sponsor, you know, required them to read the Alcoholics Anonymous book. I've read some things in it never really appealed to me that much, even though I love 12 Step. I think 12 Step is brilliant, brilliant. I'm so glad that the universe presented us with this. But at any rate, it's in Alcoholics Anonymous. It's on pages 83 to 84. And I was interested to see, I didn't bring the AA book over here because I'm so flustered, but um, that it's not listed like the promises. It's just part of a chapter. It's part of chapter five. This part, no, part of a chapter that says into action. And then it starts out with step five, as I recall. And somewhere buried in this chapter are these promises. If you participate in AA, in this case, but a 12 step program, this the, these are the things that will happen for you. So it begins. If we are painstaking about this phase of our development, we will be amazed before we are halfway through. So I have been amazed. I was amazed that I lost weight without going on a diet. I, I, I couldn't understand why it happened. Why I think, I guess I've been analyzing it like the last six months or so with my sponsor. We've talked about this. And I said, I don't think it's helpful for new people for, for me to say or other people to say, it was a miracle. I don't know what happened. I just lost weight because something happened. And I think for me, what happened is that, as I said, I began to do what I was told to do, which I had never done in my life. Not since seventh grade, not since I was seven, not seventh grade, not since I was seven years old. And I was, it was told to me because I went to Catholic school that I had free will. And of course they were teaching us about sin. So they, you know, you have free will, therefore you can commit sin. But the, th the idea that stuck with me is that, oh, I have free will, I can do what I want. So I became a person that was quite duplicitous from a child and um, in a sneaky way, because I like school actually. And, um, and I saw the kids who were openly rebellious and I didn't want to go down that path because it was, ooh, the nuns are in your face all the time and they're threatening you and they will hit you. You know, I went to Catholic school. and. Um, but in my life, even if it looked like I was obeying, I wasn't obeying, not really. So this whole thing, that, that's my sidebar to we will be amazed before we are halfway through. I don't know what they mean by halfway through. How do you know when you're halfway through? You know, so I found that phrase a little 
I think it's just some idiomatic expression. So, you know, I don't know what's meant by that, but I was amazed. After I was in program for about two years, I had lost that weight. We're going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. And the freedom is I have discovered I do have some choice about what I put in my mouth. I didn't have that choice at all, really. And that, yes, I could choose to eat this and not eat that, but how much of what I put in my mouth, I didn't, apparently I had no choice about that. I would just eat until there wasn't any more or I didn't feel so good or I felt embarrassed about how much I, you know, had eaten of something. And then, you know, there's a lot of sneaking around about eating because you don't want people to see that you're eating a whole thing of whatever it is, you know? So we're, at least I was hiding it. And I've heard in these rooms that other people were hiding it also. So a new freedom and a new happiness. Yeah, a new happiness. Um, I, think I realized that underlying my bravado, I'm like a very kind of outspoken person. And I know that I have a big personality and um, underneath that was a lot of anxiety a lot of anxiety and a lot of compulsive behavior. Like everything has to be a certain, not, I, I'm not that, you know, like if you move my pencils, I notice it, not, not that kind of thing. But, and I had a friend who, who was, who wasn't like that. You moved his stuff, he would go, somebody was at my desk, you know? But I, I wasn't like that. But, you know, if I'm in the house and I'm cleaning the house, I can get really compulsive about it. And, and an underlying anxiety that I assumed, I didn't even think about it. It wasn't even like I assumed anything. I didn't assume anything. I thought this is, this is life, you know, this is how it is. And it wasn't until I put down the food that I went, oh, that's anxiety. I can do something about that. I can think about that. I cannot do this compulsive behavior. So anyway, a new freedom and a new happiness. We will not regret the past. No wish to shut the door on it. Kind of a broad statement. Um, the thing is, if for me, when I did the steps, things in the past that I was ashamed of or didn't really want people to know that it had happened to me, some things that not, you know, in, in my control, but that had happened to me. But one thinks it's shameful if things like that have happened to one. Um, I didn't think I regretted them, but they were just something in the past that I kind of didn't want to look at or talk about, or, you know, I was dismissive of. So I'm not sure that I, stop if I regretted those things I guess I did this is a little dicey for me but nor wish to shut the door on it kind of a broad statement for me but once I went through the steps especially 
you do step four and then the subsequent steps to step nine when you make amends. Um, there's not really a, for me, there's not really a door anymore. There's nothing I'm shutting away. It's like, I recognize these things. I've talked to my sponsor about them. Sometimes something in my current life comes up. It's a reminder of something in the past. And I can talk to my sponsor about that. And I don't feel as though I'm hiding from something in the past anymore. So maybe that's part of not regretting the past, nor wish to shut the door on it. I don't feel like I have to at, you know, ignore those things anymore. It's, they're just things that happened, things I did, things when I wasn't being my best self or my best person, and they exist in the world, in my world. And I don't really have any fear of them anymore. We will comprehend the word serenity and we will know peace. You know, there is a, um, a saying in uh, OA, but it's a 12 step saying, um, I came for the vanity, but I stayed for the sanity. And I think that is true for me. That is true. I mean, serenity is moments of peace for me. It's not necessarily sitting with your legs closed and your hands up like this and your eyes closed and you're in this meditative, wonderful state, you know, for days on end. I mean, I don't know, you know, if that's possible for anybody. Maybe it is for monks up in the mountains someplace. But there is a sense of there is some serenity available to me sometimes. And I'm not sure I had that before this. And we will know peace. Five minutes, Carol. Oh, really? I need to speed up. I wasted so much time. Okay, so no matter how far down the scale we have gone, we will see how our experience can benefit others. And I think that's true in all of us sharing. You know, when we come to meetings, we say, oh, yeah, you know, I'm having a hard time this week. Blah, blah, blah. I have never gone to a meeting and heard someone share, anybody share. I don't care what was going on. They're having trouble with their son or their husband or whatever. I always learn something. And I never go to a meeting and say, well, that was a waste of time. Never, ever. That has never been my experience. That feeling of uselessness and self-pity will disappear. Well, I don't know. I didn't particularly have a feeling personally of uselessness. Um, Self-pity will disappear. I, it's really lessened. That's all I can say. It's really lessened. We will lose interest in selfish things. I put a note, maybe you might lose interest in selfish things. What do, you, what do we mean by selfish things? I mean, I don't really know and gain interest in our fellows. And I think that is true, that I have more interest in people that I don't even know really before I came into program. I mean, like real interest, like somebody will say something in the chat and I'm, I might actually text them, you know, and say, how are you doing? What's going on? So I think that that is true. <clears throat> um, Self-seeking will slip away. I'm not sure what self-seeking is. 
tell you the truth. I don't know what's me. You know, we're all gonna, we're all in here doing things for ourselves. We we do service, we we care about our fellows. But the reason that we're here is because we were unhappy in some way. And we came here to find our happiness or to find something to, you know, this thing that was out of control to get some control around it. So I don't know, self-seeking will slip away. I don't, I'm not sure what that means. Our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change. Yes, slowly or fastly. I don't know if our whole attitude about my whole attitude and outlook upon life will change, but some of my attitudes and outlook have changed since I've been in program. Fear people and economic security will leave us. And the, the note that I made to myself, I don't know if it's fear of people, but certainly my judgment has been de-escalated. My judgment of people has de-escalated, definitely. And it's because I put the food down and I had a clearer picture of what I was doing in my life. We will intuitively know how to handle situations which used to baffle us. Sometimes, sometimes, for me. I'm only speaking for me, sometimes. It says we will suddenly realize that, fill in the blank, is doing for me what I could not do for myself. I put in, I took out the word suddenly, it seems so dramatic. Um, we will realize that for me, it's the universe. I attribute everything to the entire universe. It's doing for me what I could not do for myself. And that was true for me because I actually have a spiritual practice even though I come to the free thinker meeting and I wanted my spiritual practice to make me abstinent. And you know, I wanted to keep doing the same thing I was doing but I wanted to get abstinent and that does not work. One has to do the, put forth the effort. Um, and then it ends with, are these extravagant promises? We think not. I don't think the promises are extra, extravagant. I think there's possibility in these promises. They was for me. There was for me. Um, they are being filled among us, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. They will always materialize if we work for them. And I think that is true, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. I've been in program five and a half years and you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was talking to my sponsor about something and I thought, God, I never even thought about that before. I never even saw that I was doing a particular thing before. And now I got a little glimpse of it. So these promises are being fulfilled among us. Sometimes, some, I'm repeating, sometimes quickly, Sometimes slowly, they will always materialize if we work for them. And we do have to do the work. We have to do the steps. We have to go to meetings. We have to work. You know, even though to me it seemed like a miracle, but it wasn't a miracle. I was actually working. And I have 16 seconds left, but I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> I'm sorry, Carol. I couldn't get the timer up. It kept timing out and it wouldn't display. So, oh. all right. <laughs> well, we both had a rocky start. Yes. <laughs> <Good night. laughs>